Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. You are listening to an encore presentation of Afternoons with Bill Arnold. Faith, hope, and clarity in a special repeat performance. Welcome to the Afternoon Show. I'm Bill Arnold. Hope your week has been going well. It's already Friday, so the weekend here is upon us. I am excited about the show today. Uh, You've probably heard of the NCAA. Yeah, probably heard of that. But have you heard of the NUCCA? Yeah, I didn't think so. Uh, NUCCA is NUCA, and that stands for the National Upper Cervical Chiropractic Association. My guest today is Dr. Kerry Johnson from the Johnson Spinal Care, uh, and we are going to talk about those amazing bones that your head sits on. And when those bones are a little out of whack, you're going to have all kinds of issues from pain and sleep problems and all kinds of stuff. And I'm going to let Kerry talk about those because I don't know exactly all the uh, all the things that it changes and affects, but... Uh, Dr. Kerry Johnson is uh, probably one of the foremost specialists in NUCA care, and he's with me here today. Kerry, welcome. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Bill. Yeah. Well, I need to tell the listeners, I was in a total car accident where my car was totaled. I was T-boned, and I got crunched from the side, and I swear my whole body whipped over, and then my head snapped back. And then for about, oh, six, seven, eight months, I thought, I, my neck is just tight and it's not functioning and I can't turn it very easily. And then I started to have difficulty working and you couldn't get comfortable sleeping even on, you know, uh, a good pillow. So I, I heard about a NUCA, which is a, a, t- a very interesting technique. And I called uh, Dr. Johnson and I went over and he treated me. And lo and behold, I think it was... <laughs> one treatment I left pain-free. I don't think I'm your typical guy. No, I mean, that does happen, but it's probably not the norm. Not the norm, but I went from feeling locked up and not being able to turn my head to later that evening walking around going, oh my, mm-hmm. I have full mobility back. And the process and what you did and the treatment, the way in which it happens is it's like, did you do anything? So let's talk about it. Let's talk about exactly what those bones are, how the head sits on it, and uh, what you did to me that day. Oh, sure. Um, So, yeah, our head is about the size, shape, and weight of a bowling ball, 10 to 14 pounds. And then we have uh, 24 vertebrae that sit underneath that that make up our spine. Uh, The spine's primary job, first and foremost, is to protect the nervous system. We have the brain inside the head. And then out of the bottom of the head, through a hole called the foramen magnum, exits the brain stem. Most people don't realize, but the very lower end of the brain is actually situated in the very upper part of the neck. Mm. And then you have the, then it becomes spinal cord after it passes the first cervical vertebra. Uh, and then between every vertebra, there's a pair of nerves that come out. And so 
our, our spines the, has a real yeoman's job of protecting that nervous system. Mm-hmm. And it does a really good job of it until itself becomes injured. And then what can happen is instead of protecting the nervous system, the spine itself can begin to harm it. The upper cervical spine is the most complex area movement-wise of anywhere else in the spine because really half of all of our head movements, especially in rotation, occur in the top two vertebrae of the spine. The other thing that's unique about the upper spine is the is the, the top two joints in the upper cervical spine do not have discs like every other vertebrae. Mm-hmm. So all of our vertebrae from the second vertebrae down all have a disc in the front and a pair of joints in the back. So they, they are supported on each other like a tripod. The upper cervical spine, to allow for the great amount of movement, has no discs. Discs restrict mobility. So our entire head is only sitting on two movable joints instead of a disc and two movable joints. So, again, that's what makes it very complex in its movements, but also structurally the weakest place in the spine. Combine that with the fact that now you have the, low, the, the brainstem coming down into the upper part of that neck, it just spells trouble when that's the issue when that is where the injury takes place, which is where it happens most often. Mm-hmm. And there's people that can, could have had an injury when they were 16. Oh, very much so. Falling off a like, trampoline. It's really been our experience that most people have a misalignment at the very top of their neck in some fashion by the time they're 18 years old. And they could be walking around for 30 years with that. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what hap- most people spend their lifetime adapting to the imbalance that was created by that misalignment or that injury that happened in childhood. The, the, the interesting, and, and this is how the upper cervical spine can affect the whole rest of the spine. I, got, I was introduced to this work because of a, a lower back instability when I was actually 22 years old and a chiropractic student. Okay. And um, so injury, because of that complex joint, actually shifts the head on top of the, uh, of the spine. But the eyes don't like looking unlevel at the horizon. Mm-hmm. So the body has a mechanism called the writing reflex to get the head level again. But then that shifts the body into this little bit of a distorted posture underneath. Mm-hmm. And that's where most people people live. And, and just like driving your car with the front end, front end out of balance, when you walk around with a spine that's out of balance, your spine slowly degenerates at a quicker pace than what would be normal aging. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you see somebody that's walking around with a little high shoulder or their hips look off. So like one of the things that's interesting to me is watching people run when I'm driving on the road yeah. and you see somebody running on the side of the road and you'll see like they're, of course I look for things that other people don't probably, but you'll see somebody and their one leg just swings way out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you can see people dropping down on a hip, you know, when they're walking. So you can, you can see these postural imbalances that are compensating for that injury that often happen in childhood. So if you have this condition and you, you could suffer from things like, and stop me if I'm wrong, uh, sleep issues, mood issues, it can affect your heart rate, and your blood pressure so far. That is a okay? fact, yes. And of course, then it's going to affect your posture, um, your balance, right? Mm-hmm. And it could also get into the uh, of dealing with your immune and how you function, digestion, f- facial problems, all kinds of stuff. 
This is kind of a big deal. It is. And, you know, and I'll be the first one to tell you, we don't claim that we can help everybody with right. everything. There's a lot of other causes for issues. But I tell my team, I'm like, and, and I live this, if there's one single thing that I could do in all of healthcare to help humanity, if mm-hmm. I could only pick one thing, I just firmly believe in my heart that I'm doing it. Yeah. Because the upper cervical spine is, is it, it's implicated in so many issues. And technology is actually allowing us to see that there's even another element that's taking place beyond tension on nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, r- research through MRI technology, f- phase contrast MRI, is allowing us to be able to see that misalignment of the upper neck is actually disrupting disrupting cerebral spinal fluid flow mm-hmm. and blood flow in and out of the head. Wow. And um, so, I, I mean, you know, I've helped people with migraine headaches for while I'm in my 35th year in practice, mm-hmm. uh, n- never dreamt in my lifetime I would really know why. We know there was a, a migraine headache, so often a vascular component to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what a lot of the meds are designed is to change the vascularity. And now through research, in fact, Nuka just published a paper on it two years ago showing that it's actually a disruption of blood flow in and out of the head that's triggering the migraines. Like, mm-hmm. So it's, it's so fascinating for me to be able to now see how and why we help somebody with a migraine headache. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of people with concussions. And um, concussions and shifting of that head, disrupting cerebral spinal fluid flow, will will cause concussion symptoms. And so they've been diagnosed as having a brain injury, but really what's happened, they've had an upper neck injury. Mm-hmm. So we do a lot of work with athletes as well and, and concussions. So. Yeah, so when you've got an imbalance in in these upper uh, bones, these cervical bones in the neck, and your head maybe is sitting a little off kilter, isn't it true, Carrie, that your 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 other the rest of your body will readjust to compensate? Yes. So you might put more emphasis on one leg. Your hip might your hips might be a little bit askew Mm -hmm. because your whole body's just trying to get everything working together as a team. Yeah, we have an instrument. Um, when people come into our clinic, um, that actually measures standing weight difference. Wow. Because if you have good alignment, you should stand with about the same weight on each leg. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the device takes five weight readings on each foot and then averages them, and, and that can tell us if you're standing out of balance. Um, we actually t- take a laser me- measurement, and it shows us how much the pelvis is twisted um, and also how far off vertical right or left the, the spine is situated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I want to invite listeners to call with uh, questions for Dr. Johnson. Uh, maybe you have had uh, a, a issue for a long time and you think, I wonder if this would be helpful. And I think you can uh, ask him directly, 877-933-2484. That's the text line, 877-933-2484. You can also go to johnsonspinalcare.com. That's his website if you want to go take a look at uh, his his um, uh, office and we'll take a short break and be right back. You are listening to an encore presentation of Afternoons with Bill Arnold. Faith, hope, and clarity in a special repeat performance. 
welcome back with Dr. Kerry Johnson, Johnson Spinal Care. And I had an opportunity oh, a couple years ago after I was in a pretty bad car accident that I was uh, T-boned from the side and boy, did my head snap and I was in stiff pain and I went and visited Kerry and I learned a lot about those upper cervical bones in the neck and I guess that's pretty critical and boy, did I get some help. He made a big difference, and uh, I know I know I'm kind of unusual, but I walked away after day one thinking, I am healed. <laughs> and right before we started treatment, Carrie, I don't know, you didn't know me, but Carrie said, may I pray for you first? I thought, yeah, for sure. Nice touch, by the way. You pray for all your patients, don't you, or at least ask if you can. We Yes, and we, we pray before every shift, and, you know, we we understand that it's a healing gift that we're working with. And so everything that's good in our our practice, we always um, try as best we can to return glory back to God for the cool things that happen mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So, you know, Jesus said, like, you'll do greater things than these to, so that I can bring glory to the Father. And so that's really helping humanity is, is our way that we can yeah. bring, bring glory to the Father. Here's a question, uh, Carrie. Are there good exercises to strengthen the upper neck and head if you have lots of trouble and weakness? Again, the, the, the head is, is heavy mm-hmm. in comparison to the vertebrae that it's sitting on. Yeah. It's like really picture a bowling ball sitting on a milk bottle or a Coke, Coke bottle. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so exercise... Any exercise that is movement is good for strengthening the neck. Mm-hmm. So there's not really like stretch, pull, yank, you know, twist your neck kind of exercise, but exercise in general strengthens your neck. You Driving a car, actually stopping, starting, turning, you know, the little G-forces that go, yeah. you're, you're getting exercise as long as you're in motion in, in your neck. Now, lower back, on the other hand, you know, sitting is not good for it, so you need to, to do additional things for that. But anytime you're in motion, so I, I always tell people with your neck, just get busy. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Another listener said I was in uh, rear-ended in a car accident in 95, and it was, as a result, my neck clicks a lot. How can I assess the damage? Well, I you know, I always tell people, first, first and foremost, go look in the mirror and you can often see if your head is a little crooked or if your if your chin is not there there's a little notch right on the top of our sternum mm-hmm. that you can put your finger in and you can actually look in the mirror and oftentimes you'll see if your chin is to the right or to the left of that mm-hmm. and if you see that or you see a little head tilt or if you look and you have a high shoulder like those are some of the indications that you should get the upper neck checked mm-hmm. um but, yeah, clicking is often an indicator that the joints aren't tracking the way they're supposed to. So it, it really is a symptom, uh, potentially, of, of the fact that you did get shifted out of alignment. Mm-hmm. Now, you can live with that, those bones out of alignment for decades, can't you? Most people do. Wow. And um, our, our conversation, there's two levels to our, the conversation with regards to the spine and nervous system. Number one, if your spine is out of balance and you have nerve tension, mm-hmm. um, that's not healthy for you. And uh, as a matter of fact, the body always responds, the nervous system responds to stress by activating the sympathetic nervous system. So we have that sympathetic nervous system is, is part of our autonomic nervous system. 
that controls and regulates every body function that we don't really think about, heart rate, respiration, digestion, hormone balance, like you name it. And um, the autonomic nervous system has two halves to it, sympathetic and parasympathetic. Mm-hmm. Fight or flight, rest and digest. Okay? And when we have stress in our life, and the stress can be physical, chemical, or emotional. So there's a lot of that going on this last year. Oh, is there ever? Okay? You will move into the sympathetic, what we call sympathetic dominance, where your sympathetic nervous system is more active than it should be anytime that there's a stress in your life. In the case of a misalignment of the top of the neck, it's a big stress on our nervous system. And the joints in the very top of the neck actually are hot-wired or single synapse into the part of the brain called the hypothalamus, which drives sympathetics. Mm-hmm. Sympathetic dominance over a long period of time has scientifically been demonstrated to suppress immune function. And so long-term misalignment, I believe, has a detrimental effect on our overall health and well-being. In addition to our ability to sleep and vitality and energy. and our, um, So I always tell our patients, like, the goal through alignment, proper alignment, through good nutrition, through rest, exercise, is to be in rest and digest land, not... Mm-hmm fight or flight land. Mm -hmm. So that's the one aspect of, you know, what what we call being in alignment and how it benefits us. The other thing is the conversation is about degeneration or aging of our spine. How quickly is that happening? Mm. Okay. And what I tell our patients, our spine ages. That's just, we have this force called gravity trying to drive us into the ground uh, as long as (laughs) we're on this planet and (laughs) and it wins, but we don't want it to be doing that prematurely. And yeah. so the conversation really is we we never want our spine to be older than we are. You know, so that difference between somebody who's 75 years old swinging a golf club versus the other one pushing a walker, mm-hmm. that's what that conversation is about. So that those are really the the, the two issues at hand when yeah. it comes to alignment or misalignment. Mm-hmm. Now, Carrie, because your entire focus, your practice and all of your life's work focuses on these uh, bones in the upper cervical region, mm-hmm. the care and the treatment is quite unusual in as much as when you cared for me, I didn't even know or was hardly even aware that you had done anything at all. Mm-hmm. Yes. It it was, it's like, you're, you're done. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't know, I didn't experience anything that was of any kind of stress or, or, fear or trauma or <laughs> what are you going to do next? And it just, it happened. And, and I, and it was the most non-event I've ever experienced in, in healthcare. And then later that night I'm walking around going, well, my neck feels better. That was the same experience I had when I was first introduced to it. As okay. 22 year old chiropractor. And I was like, wait, you, you said, okay, I'm done. I'm like, no, you're not. You didn't do anything. Yeah. And that was just the way it is. But so obviously it's hard for people to understand when they first, experience it yeah. like but when you understand the science behind it, it makes perfect sense yeah and so I, I tell people the hallmark of the nuca procedure is very simply accuracy each person's misalignment is unique to them every person no two mis- people misaligned the same mm-hmm. there's a thousand different ways the upper neck can buckle based upon how you were injured and so again no two are the same And so what we do is we take three-dimensional images of the upper neck, and through a very sophisticated analysis, we determine each person's kind of misalignment 
pathway, mm-hmm. like that exact direction that their neck, their atlas vertebra, which is the common name for C1 because mm-hmm. it holds up our world, mm-hmm. um, and and the head, the combination of those three, cervical spine, atlas, and head, how they buckle are off that normal position, and then we calculate through math and physics what the ideal reduction pathway is or correction angle for the misalignment. Because we're so accurate in administering the force uh, and with patients laying on their side nice and relaxed, they're not fighting it, we can correct it with very little force. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you use too much force, um, we have a little research that shows it'll, it won't respond the way it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Kind of what we endeavor to do is to come in under the body's resistance radar. You know, the whole reaction, you know, sure. um, action reaction. So if you, if you push too hard on somebody, they'll resist it. And so we just have nice, relaxed, coming in a precise correction angle, tap that thing right in, and they don't even know that it was corrected. Mm-hmm. But until they experience the after effects. Right. Carrie, give me a little list of the kinds of things that can happen to a person that would cause their atlas where, or there's these bones in, in their upper neck to and their head to get out of line. Could it, obviously, sports injuries? Well, off first of- and foremost, we... Um, you know, we we check a lot of newborns because moms under care will say, hey, what about my little one? And I end up actually having to make a correction on about one in three newborns wow. that I check. Wow. So just the birth process itself can be the very first misalignment. Yeah. That, so there's there's a lot of people walking around with misalignment they've had since they were born. Wow. Um, but then you think about, you know, the two years old and you do the header off the top bunk <laughs> yeah. and you're, you know, five years old, and learn how to ride a bike and you're falling, you know, falling downstairs, then you're falling out of trees. Mm-hmm. Then you start introducing sports and contact sports, you know, football, hockey. I just saw a kid, a young man this week, like he's having trouble processing and remembering and he has ADD symptoms and he got just crunched in football seven years earlier. And when I analyzes images and I'm like, oh my gosh, this poor guy's a mess. Mm-hmm. You know, from one thing just changed the trajectory of his life. Um, and, you know, th- um, with a little help from God and Nuka, we yeah. can we can help him get his life back. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's, there's a lot of ways for people to get injured. Yeah. If you have a question for Dr. Kerry Johnson, let me know what it is. Send it over to 877-933- Two four eight four. We're talking about those wonderful bones that hold up our head. I think it's called the atlas. Is that right, Kerry? Yes, sir. The atlas. Yeah. And uh, if you have a concern or a question, let me know what it is. We'll ask Kerry. You can, of course, remain anonymous. We'll be right back. listening to an encore presentation of Afternoons with Bill Arnold, Faith, Hope, and Clarity, in a special repeat performance. Show 
So the weakest region of the human spine is where the head meets the neck. This is due to the fact that half of all of our head movements occur between the head and our top two vertebrae. So if there's an injury to that area, there's going to be problems throughout our whole body. My guest is Dr. Kerry Johnson, and he is a uh, ANUCA specialist. That's an acronym uh, for the upper cervical area. That is his specialty, and he's been in practice for 35 years in the greater Twin Cities area. There are a number of uh, outstanding practi- practitioners around the country, right, Kerry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but you are kind of at the top of the heap from what I've read. I know you're not going to say that, but I'm going to brag about you. There's a... You, well, you got to talk to my wife if you want to get the the reality right. of, of how good I am. Choo, All right. <laughs> so uh, we've got some questions coming in from listeners, but before we get to them, and if you have a question for Dr. Johnson, let me know what it is. That'd be awesome. I'm just wondering, with all the people working at home, um, hunched over their dining room uh, table for eight hours on Zoom, are, is there more issues with this atlas in this upper cervical area? Um, yeah, we... We are noticing this in our patients um, that, yeah, just the stress of the whole, this whole year. And again, um, stress and fatigue are probably the two biggest reasons that people will not maintain an alignment. And so we've had a lot of that. So a lot of our patients um, who normally held really well haven't been holding as well this last year. But again, a lot of it is because they're, trying to sit and do eight hours of work at their dining room table. Yeah, right. And so, yeah, a lot of ergonomic stresses mm-hmm. um, um, just because of workstations. Yeah, right. So, uh, What about vertigo? Can this, uh, this procedure, this maneuver help with that? We've helped people with vertigo. Huh. Um, so our, our brain takes information about where the body is at from our inner ear, from our eyes, and from the joints in the upper cervical spine, especially the joints in the upper cervical spine. And so it, it, it takes all of that information, and then it, it, it get, has a, an awareness of exactly where our body is at. Mm-hmm. With vertical, that gets messed up. Um, and so very commonplace for that to, take, to get messed up is actually in the middle ear. Um, and it happens oftentimes in middle age where the little crystals will shift inside your mm-hmm. middle ear. Yep. And then that typically will cause a, like a head spinning kind of oh, yeah. vertigo. Um, that's n- nothing that we can help with. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a maneuver called the Apley's maneuver. And a lot of people can even go online and do it now. But you can, you can go see a doctor or a therapist and they can usually help with that. Yeah. The type of vertigo that... Um, is amenable to what we do is that type where like the room is moving or you're, you're not steady or you're wanting to fall into the wall to the right all the time mm-hmm. or, you know, um, sea leg kind of right. um, dizziness. Yes. Question, how does NUCA differ from traditional chiropractor care? And this is something we talked about in the green room before. I've had traditional chiro care for 35 years, but still have some of the symptoms Carrie has been mentioning, wondering if uh, if I should pay him a visit instead of my regular chiropractor. You know, sometimes you hear about a doctor. If you don't reach satisfaction with one doctor, you go to another doctor. Is that the same case with a chiropractor? If you have trouble with one or not, you're not satisfied, do you go to another one? 
It's been my experience that people try chiropractic. Okay. They don't try chiropractors. Like with, you know, with a dentist, if they don't like a dentist, they'll go to another dentist. Or if they have a bad experience with a medical doctor, they'll go see another medical doctor. Um, but when they see a chiropractor and have a bad experience, then the They're response done. we get, yeah, I tried chiropractic and it doesn't work. Right. But the thing is, is that there's a lot of different skill levels within chiropractic. Mm-hmm. You know, each doctor. Um, and there's a lot of different procedures in chiropractic. Um, chiropractic's kind of confusing for a lot of people, and rightly so, because you could go to 10 different chiropractors and get 10 different treatments. Mm-hmm. And um, so we, we, as a profession, really have an identity crisis ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and, and, you know, I see a lot of patients that went to a chiropractor and it didn't work or they got worse, and, you know, we were able to help. Um, if you're not talking about the differences, I mean, traditionally chiropractic is really about unlocking fixed joints, joints mm-hmm. that are locked up. And you introduce a force and you get a joint moving and the patient feels better. I have, you know, obviously I love chiropractic. I have a lot of colleagues. They're great chiropractors. Um, NUCA is, I guess, what I have experienced is it's for somebody who's not getting help. I think we see a lot of people that aren't finding answers to help either within chiropractic, but also within medicine. They're just like unsolved problems that mm-hmm. just keep continuing. And oftentimes, because the upper cervical spine is it's the most complex joint, I, I so it's basically nuca is difficult to learn and it's even more difficult to master. Um, and so, a, a lot of chiropractors choose more traditional approaches, and they're great, but there are some cases that just require a little bit more sophistication in the care, and oftentimes the upper cervical spine is that area. Yeah, and that's the only area you work on. I'm a one-trick pony. I, yeah. I work on well, one bone in the trick, spine. Do you yeah. do that trick well? <laughs> well, we endeavor to. Yeah. Um, so is there anything, another question, is there anything to help with burning in the arms due to disc degeneration in the neck? Yeah, and that... Oftentimes, this would be diagnosed as a, what's called a stenosis, where there's just simply not enough room for the nerves to go through a canal mm-hmm. or a passageway, um, which occurs with degenerative disc disease. But oftentimes, there's inflammation attached to that as well. When when discs begin to degenerate, uh, then the ligaments get a little bit slack mm-hmm. between the vertebrae, and so then the vertebrae itself becomes a little bit sloppy, especially if it's not supported properly or if the whole thing is out of a line. And so what we've found is that people that have been diagnosed with stenosis um, oftentimes will improve because as we improve the relationship of their spine with gravity, in other words, bring that cervical spine back into its vertical position it was designed to be, um, it takes the stress off of a joint that's already maybe not quite so stable, and that will reduce the inflammation, and then the patient will get relief. Now, obviously, there's some, you know, I'll see an MRI report, and I'll look at it and go, boy, it's doubtful that we can help you because the stenosis is just so advanced. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes, milder, you know, it's called a radicular pain when the, when the pain is going down into the arms. Um, yeah, oftentimes it will benefit by improving the alignment and reducing the, the inflammation. That's why oftentimes if somebody gets a cortisone shot, that reduces inflammation. But if you don't remove the underlying stress, it, inflammation will come back. Mm-hmm. Another listener has asked, I have a fused C1 and C2 from an undiagnosed 
broken neck from a car accident. I've been having hip issues recently. Could these two be associated? They certainly could. Um, yeah, I've very, I've, I've, I think I've only heard of one person that, that I had met that had a fused, actually they fused C1. So it must have been a pretty nasty trauma. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't have a lot of experience yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, is, uh, what causes ringing in your ears and, and can you help with that? Or did this, um, caller just go to too many concerts in the seventies? Well, that's most often. I mean, obviously that's the, <laughs> yeah, nerve, nerve damage due to, uh, loud noises. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. just ask anybody who's been in the military, you right. know, um, they've got issues. So, so certainly, uh, you know, nerve... I'm not trying to be cute about it or funny, but I know. Yeah, I know the guy who wrote this oh. <laughs> question, so I like him very much. He's a great guy. But yeah, but, I mean, we've helped people with, with tinnitus. It's yep. a, it is a hit or miss. Yep. Uh, pa- patients, we're gonna will know within two weeks if we're gonna help them. Yeah. Um, try magnesium too. Sometimes, okay. uh, sometimes ringing in the ears is a magnesium deficiency. Interesting. Okay. Is under consult of your doctor, of course. Okay. This is not medical advice. Yeah. Is cracking your neck on your own hard on your neck? It is, as a matter of fact. I bet. Yes. I bet. You know, I do that once in a while. Because even if you even if you see a chiropractor who cracks your neck, yeah, you don't go to the chiropractor six times a day. And a <laughs> lot of people that crack their necks are doing it multiple times a day. And each time that you put your spine in a position, that stress point to get that crack, you're you're putting a little stretch into your ligaments. And mm-hmm. so over time, you'll get lax ligaments and an unstable neck from mm-hmm. it. Carrie, uh, when I came and saw you, I think I had instructions upon leaving that I I couldn't, uh, I really wasn't supposed to move my head very much for a couple of hours. Does that yeah. sound about right? Yeah, we... Just kind of let things kind of... Yeah, I mean, we have the people that drive a quarter ways to come to our clinic, and I always just tell them... Especially the first day, it's it's fragile. Mm-hmm. You know, if I take somebody and I've they've had a, a rotation of their atlas that's five degrees, which is a really pretty severe rotation, and then you're driving home and you're checking your blind spot eighteen times, that's, getting home. Yeah, that yeah. So I always just tell people first of all, we encourage them to just rest a little bit before sure. they even drive. You know, go park in your car for fifteen minutes if you yeah. have an hour or more to drive to get to our clinic. But then I just tell people, take a Sunday drive home. Like, just go in the right lane, go a little slower. Yeah, take your time. Take your time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, getting home, yes. Yeah. Uh, would a person receive relief from hip osteoarthritis from this kind of treatment? Or do you need to see a, um, or is that something a medical doctor needs to see you for? A lot of times when I look at, you know, when you got a degenerative hip, um, what I'll do is I'll I'll ask the patient because usually they have an MRI that's that's you know demonstrated that they've got degenerative disc disease in their hip and if I see on their MRI MRI report that you know it's a moderate to severe mm-hmm. degeneration there's not much that I'm going to do to help that okay if it's mild to moderate if the report says yeah mild to moderate degeneration or maybe you don't have to moderate but when you start getting moderate to severe, usually that's when your your orthopedic is going to say, yep, time for a hip replacement. Okay. Um, can NUCA help curvature of the spine? 
So it depends upon what type of curvature it is. Okay. There's a lot of curvatures in the spine that are just like adaptation to an injury. In fact, we see a little bit of that with everybody who's out of a line. Mm-hmm. They're shifted off vertical axis in, as a compensation to get their head level again because of that misalignment. But if you have an idiopathic scoliosis, which means your bones grew crooked mm-hmm. in adolescence, we're not going to straighten that out. Right. Um, you can a little bit. Like we'll usually see a maybe a, a five degree change, seven degree change, even even in idiopathic scoliosis. But we're not going to make a huge difference in that. Oftentimes, getting somebody in balance, even when they have a curvature, though, can can slow down the worsening of it because mm-hmm. gravity will increase that curve over time. Uh, thank you for that answer. Um, we just had a. Uh, I think we'll take a break right now. If you have questions for Dr. Kerry Johnson, let me know what they are. You can send a text to 877-933-2484. Be right back. You are listening to an encore presentation of Afternoons with Bill Arnold. Faith, hope, and clarity in a special repeat performance. We're back with Dr. Kerry Johnson. You can go to Johnson Spinal Care to learn more about the atlas, those upper cervical neck bones that hold your melon, that 12-pound melon you got. it. So a listener just said, what is NUCA? Maybe we can just reset that real quick. Yes, you bet. Uh, NUCA is an acronym, N-U-C-C-A. And it stands for the National Upper Cervical Chiropractic Association. It's a chiropractic procedure that de- that really exclusively deals with the relationship between the head, the very top vertebra, C1 or atlas, and the cervical spine. Mm-hmm. And if they're in their normal position, the cervical spine should be vertical. The atlas vertebra should be sitting on the cervical spine horizontally. Mm-hmm. And a line down the center of the head should be vertical. Mm-hmm. So basically the head and neck should be the same line. And the atlas should be perpendicular, like a cross. Mm-hmm. We call that orthogonal, and that—that's. Uh, and so we deal with that relationship between the head, neck, um, and the upper cervical spine, that the atlas vertebra. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, here's one. I, whenever I get a manual neck adjustment, I wind up with dizziness that can last for days. Inner ear, or also my hands easily get numb. Is this something from pinched or from tense neck muscles? Oh, it gets to be a tough question. I know. Thank that's you, Bill. Yeah, so that's <laughs> I would say I would have concern if it was lasting for days. Okay. I mean, you're going to have a little bit of lightheadedness after a correction, but if you're getting dizziness for days, um, I would get a second opinion. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that no, and, and you're dealing just with the the upper neck, the upper upper cervical bones. Yes. So yes, I mean right. we, we. I mean we're. Again, we're endeavoring to bring the whole neck, head, and atlas into the right, right position, of even course. though we only contact that top bone. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Another uh, caller, in 20, April of 2018, I broke my wrist and elbow, and for about six months, I've noticed that my eyes sometimes jiggle, move back and forth fast. For about two seconds, when I grab a pencil to write, does this have something to do with the spine? Hmm. Um, it could. That fast eye twitching can be what's called a nystagmus, and so it Sometimes a nystagmus uh, happens even after, like, a concussion or something like that. Um, so you know, I would say that might be something you want to get uh, 
your doctor or neurologist to just take a look at, make sure there's no underlying pathology going on there. I, you know, a broken elbow shouldn't affect eye movement, but there may be something else going on, and it could be a, a, a stress in the upper cervical spine that's, mm-hmm. that's triggering it. But there's other reasons, other causes that you, you you should get looked at. Yeah. Here's a question I don't even understand, but I think you will. Are inversion tables beneficial? What about traction? That's a great question. I don't even know what that means. I'm the host. In, yeah, the inversion table is when you hook your feet in and then and then uh, on a table and it tips oh, you upside down. Oh, I know that. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Inversion tables. Oh, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. So here's like the slant boards. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Um, I mean, traction. Scientifically, traction. It really hasn't shown to be of any long-term benefit. If it gives you relief, I always kind of tell people, whatever makes you feel better, as long as it's legal, um, that's okay to do it. You're probably not harming yourself. You know, listen to what your body's telling you when you're when you're doing things. Um, but there really isn't any traction. Is not going to get you better if you're out of a line. You okay. just need to get corrected. As far as the inversion table, um, you know, there are some benefits. There's some of the fat lymphatic benefits, and there's other things to be. You know, upside down for a little bit. Here's my concern, um, potential concern with inversion table. The older we get, we have little valves in our in our blood vessels that prevent backflow. And as we age, those those check valves in our blood vessels don't work quite as well. And so you can actually, if you're older, maybe 50, 60 years old and older, I don't recommend an inversion table because it can create too much blood pressure in your head because okay. those check valves just don't work as well. Um, and so it it can create a dangerous uh, spike in blood pressure in your head when you're, when you're older. So just I wouldn't recommend it if you're older. Mm-hmm. Another uh, caller wants to know, Carrie, can foot pronation, inward flat feet, be an issue with misalignment of the cervical spine? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's a... Obviously, there's a condition called pes planus where you have flat feet from birth. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing Nuke is going to do about that. But mm-hmm. if you're if you are in fact over pronating and your arch is collapsing a little bit, getting in a line, I've seen patients that have benefited. I'll have patients tell me, "Yeah, you know what? My shoes wear better since I got balanced <laughs> and in a line." Yeah, really? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're, they're and runners actually runners especially love Nuka because. Runners can tell, like long distance runners, they can tell when they're like slapping hard, oops, uh, That's you right. know, on one foot. Yeah, uh, um, you know, they can tell when their gait is off, and they, you know, and skaters too. We work with hockey players, and they they can often notice a difference in their in their skating when they're in versus out of out of a line. Mm-hmm. My husband had an injury to upper neck and had fusion of C five and six years ago. Now neck upper back pain that runs to the arm did i'm sorry was that a, a fusion or just a surgery um, my husband had an injury to upper neck and had fusion okay see five and six years ago now upper neck back pain that seems to run into the arm is nuka something that could help yeah it's possible okay for sure i mean we we have a lot of people that have had surgeries mm-hmm. um and the problem was in the upper cervical spine, not where the surgery was. But anytime you're having issues down the arm, I mean, you would probably want to get an MRI just to make sure that the fusion isn't creating issues of its own. The trouble with fusion sometimes, and that's why, you know, fusions don't have the best long-term track record, uh, is because of scar tissue that often can develop. Um, 
as a result of the surgery itself. So they may want to get an MRI and just to see if that nerve is entrapped at the area of the of the of the fusion. The other thing that can happen with a fusion is five, six, seven years later, the segment above is going bad or the segment below because you just sent the one on vacation. Now you're putting stress one level up and then it becomes problematic. So, so yeah, I, I would, I would re- recommend you get an MRI first just to make sure that you're not having an entrapment of that nerve because of the surgery itself. Mm-hmm. But then for sure, if that's, if that's okay, then yeah, you should get checked. So if you get your head in alignment, if it's been out of alignment for a long time and you get it in alignment, there could be all kinds of um, <clears throat> new uh, relief coming your way. Well, there could be relief, but even the first few weeks, honestly, can can be ups and downs sure. as well. Sure. Um, so I send people home with not only a list of how to care for it, yeah. but I send patients home with a list of some common and less common after effects too. I said, make sure you read this so you don't hate me tomorrow if you have any anything strange. Yeah, so right. when we... You know, when we take somebody that's had a adaptation in their neck from because they've had a misalignment for 50 years, and we go in there and we change it and correct it, it can be a few weeks before they really start, you know, uh, feeling great. Mm-hmm. So, how would you treat a rotator cuff? Uh, it's it is very interesting because when your upper cervical spine is out of balance, mm-hmm. you, your head shifts and then you compensate below. It does affect the whole shoulder girdle. So I'll take somebody and we do this test called circumduction of the arm where we just swing the arm up and over, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of bring it behind their back and then circle it up around. And anybody with a rotator cuff or an impingement syndrome, when you get up to about this 90 degree mark, they go, oh, that hurts. We'll, We'll correct them and we'll do that very same check. And they just cannot believe how the motion in their shoulder has improved. You know, unless it's a full thickness tear of the rotator cuff, then they need to get surgery. Mm-hmm. And let me just, uh, again, point people to uh, Carrie's website, which is johnsonspinalcare.com, johnsonspinalcare.com. You can learn more about uh, NUCA. You can also see some pretty cool um, videos. Well, you've got a, a cool um, um, kind of illustration of how things get out of line and how you move them back. And the treatment procedure is, uh, it's so disarming because when you think of any kind of chiropractic care, you think you're going to hear, you know, three stooges noises coming out of your body <laughs> when, you know, you're getting your bones cracked. And and you literally are are manipulating and, and gently moving back into position the, the bones, the upper cervical bones. And it's, it you almost can't believe that, the treatment's over because you, as a patient, you think, I don't think anything happened. Yeah, I I mean, I, I love this work not only because it works, but it's also, it's it's so gentle that it's safe. I don't, you know, we don't ever have to worry about hurting somebody. The chiropractic is safe in general. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, people have had this fear that chiropractic is going to be a stroke. Well, you're much more likely to get hit by lightning than get a stroke from a chiropractic manipulation. But with NUCA, it's, it takes that completely off the table. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And you've been, um, this has been your specialty and where you've poured your all of your life's work into it for the last 35 years. So you've seen a lot of cases, haven't you? I have. And I helped have a lot of people, helped, haven't you? Yep, yep. And we have, we have uh, we just hired our first female doctor. So nice. now we have somebody that really knows what they're doing in our <laughs> practice. And uh, so we're excited about that. There's yeah. six of us. And, yeah. Well, it's funny. I had you on, I think, a little over a year ago, maybe a year and three or four months ago. And I just got a um, an email from a listener 
couple weeks ago. What was the name of that doctor again that did uh, work with the upper cervical? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was talking about you. Anyway, um, johnsonspinalcare.com if you uh, want to learn more about Carrie and his clinic. And uh, there's really a lot of good information on the website, uh, johnsonspinalcare.com. Carrie, thanks for being here. It's really, again, very interesting. I know you've helped a lot of people and, and answered a lot of good questions. So, Thank you, Bill. Yeah. God bless you. God bless you. All right. That uh, wraps up our uh, show with Dr. Kerry Johnson. You can head again over to johnsonspinalcare.com if you have any more interest or want to check it out. That wraps up our show for the day and for the week. Thank you for supporting Faith Radio. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.